Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, it's Denise Eckert, and I love coming on here and sharing different ideas to help you create a happier lifestyle with less stress. And I love bringing on new people here. And today I've got Lainey Love, and she's an award-winning spiritual psychology coach and best-selling author, a leading-edge healer, founder, and CEO of A Bigger Mission, and a very proud mama. So welcome. Hi, thank you. It's really, really great to be here. Now, what inspired you to do the type of work you're doing now? I love asking these questions because we all have our stories of why we're here. Right. Yeah, It's it was a long winding road and also something that I always knew I wanted to do. So I always knew I wanted to help people and I just didn't know what that looked like. I was always interested in the root of the problem. And when I lived in Asia, as after I finished high school and was introduced to traditional Chinese medicine, I just, I, I loved it. I thought it made so much sense and it was so cool. So after living in Asia, I returned home to Canada and I studied science at university. And then after that, I went on and studied a lot of alternative wellness practices. And I was also considered myself broken, <laughs> as many healers do. And so I was looking for ways to heal myself. As I came from a pretty chaotic, toxic background, I had a single mom with four kids, and she was just a teenager when she had us, when she had my older brother and I anyway. And there was a lot of turmoil and chaos and toxicity. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I'll just wrap it all up in those neat bows. Yeah. And I was looking for ways that I could become healthy again, healthy in my mind, healthy, have healthy relationships, like learn how to have a healthy relationship with anything really. And that sent me on my pursuits and on my journey and to and my education and and it feels really, really good to be able to do that for myself, to have gone on that journey myself and now be able to help other people navigate their own journeys. So it's hard. It is really hard when you're making your way through all that mud and you fall down a lot and it takes a lot of energy to get back up. And sometimes you don't think you can do it. I know I I had those moments. Definitely had one true dark suicidal moment where I was going to do it. I was making the plan because I, I no matter what I did, I couldn't find the light. I couldn't find the joy. And I was exercising and meditating and journaling and being outside and all of the things. And I still would just break down in tears. And so I really know, I know what it's like to just want to give in, want to give up. 
and not go on? And then what does it take? So then how do you, (laughs) how do you, when you're in that, that state and it's not easy and you can. Now, what was the turning point for you? Like, okay, you, you had that thoughts of suicide, but I mean, what really woke you up to, to start doing that personal development? I was in it already. So that's the, that's the thing is I don't, it's not a linear journey and even falling down necessarily. It, it's not like one moment. There were so many things. There was my whole life and toxic relationships and having no, no value in myself, no sense of self-worth, no like healthy relationship. And when you don't value yourself and you keep attracting to yourself like I did, just like one bad scenario after another, there just doesn't really seem like a lot to go for. It's like, why, why me? Why always this? Why, why do these things keep happening to me? And that, that's a, that's a good question. Why do I keep creating these same experiences? The common denominator here is me. (laughs) And that's what I, I had to get really real at was examining that despite all of my education and my ability to be able to help other people, why was I still drawing into my personal experience? A lot of chaos, a lot of discomfort, a lot of unease, a lot of unhappiness. Why? And was, I guess, a turning point is taking responsibility for that. The common denominator here is me. No matter where I go, (laughs) no matter what I'm doing, I seem to always draw in these experiences. So I must be creating that. And when you can shift your inner questioning or your perspective to that, to it's I'm responsible, it's me, then you can start actually creating solutions. So then I had to do different kind of work because I I was always like in therapy because I I had an awareness that I needed it, but I outsmarted my my therapist and I thought I outsmarted myself because I logically knew all of the things, but I wasn't actually doing the deep work, like the transformational work, the the uncomfortable work where you feel the feelings and you you look at yourself. And you actually process the things that need to be processed so you can let them go rather than just like intellectualizing them. I was really, really good at doing that. I, You know, when you find yourself saying, yeah, I know, then you don't, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't know because you, you might know, you might have read the book and like have the information, but <clears throat> if you aren't actually like living it, um, and doing it, embodying it, being it, practicing it, then you don't know. And that was a the big shift for me when I actually started to stop saying, I know, I know, because I've read 20 books on the subject. No, <laughs> I didn't know. I had some information, but I, I didn't know. And that's a great, great turning point when you can, one, take responsibility, and then two, actually do the work. Does that make sense? It does. And sometimes it's our subconscious as well that is doing that. Yeah, I know thing because it's protecting us. Because once we start getting into feeling our real feelings 
and dealing with it and letting it go. It doesn't want us to let it go because it doesn't want us to open that pot. Or I'm that glad you closet. said that because <laughs> that's exactly the work that I started doing. That's actually started enable me, enabling me to to make the changes. I had to do the subconscious work, the the reprogramming, and also the work on my energetic body. So we know that we are energetic beings, and there are, there are many layers to our energetic bodies, and everything that's in our within us, within our subconscious mind, within our body is also projected out into our fields. So when you can change your subconscious programming and also heal your field, that helps to accelerate the change and uh, solidify the change that you're making and make it like more impactful. And that's the thing. I mean, these are memories and incidences that happened to you in all your life. I mean, yeah, it could be something that happened to you when you're when you were two or three, where it's not going to be top of mind. It's going to be buried pretty deep. Yes, yeah, and I had, and then you per- exactly you form a protection mechanism around around that incident so that you forget it, so that it doesn't cause any harm. And it's a little bit of a faulty system <laughs> because having that pattern embedded within our subconscious and no access to be able to like clear it or not easy access does cause us harm because it keeps us in this loop in this pattern of drawing in certain experiences because that's um, how our lives are created is mostly almost exclusively through whatever our subconscious programming is that's why when we consciously choose something like, no, I really want to, like, I'm really dedicated. Like I really, really want to, you know, lose whatever the 20 pounds, like I'm going to do it. I want to do it. I have to do it. And then you still can't do it. Why? Because it's not because you don't want to, you're consciously choosing that. No, I've thought about it. I want to do it. I'm, I bought the gear. I did the membership. I hired the personal trainer. So why isn't it happening? Because you're subconscious programming. So it's really, really interesting when you get to that point to be able to discover that, the power there within. So I was doing all of the conscious things, but I wasn't doing any of the subconscious things. And it wasn't until that. And then when you pair all of the subconscious work that you're doing with all of the conscious work and the action steps, that's a that's a really amazing formula for success. And what did you use? Like what modality did you use to access your subconscious? Oh God, I <laughs> I have used a whole bunch. So I used hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming, Psych-K, Dolores Cannon's style of hypnotherapy, going into past life regressions. I use, that's basically mostly the subconscious reprogramming, some other energetic things and some mantras also contributed to that, but also did the emotion code. Mm-hmm. And then I did a whole bunch of other modalities as well. And like a lot of different energetic works, working with Sean, like Reiki, goodness, honest acupuncture, acupressure, and then physical work as well. And again, the, I have like a long list of like 15 to 20 different modalities. I 
I've tried not all of them because there are way too many to have yeah. tried them all, but I have, I've tried at least 50 different modalities and the good news is they all work. They all work. It's just whatever, whatever tool you need at whatever particular instance. So like, say if you have a toolbox, you know, you have a hammer, a screw, a screwdriver, pliers, they all work. But depending on the job that needs to be done, there's definitely one that's more suited than another. Or a butter knife, if you're me, because butter knives work for everything. <laughs> I was actually just about to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess the subconscious reprogramming is kind of like a butter knife where it kind of, it can work for everything. Now, for someone listening, I mean, I know we pretty much all have trauma. And it yeah. depends on how much that trauma is holding us back in our lives right now. What recommendations or what steps can someone start taking to stand up to these traumas and these hidden feelings? I have to say, if you're just going to do one thing, do subconscious reprogramming. Find somebody that, that does that. Do that because, like I, I mentioned uh, earlier, you can line up all the right conscious choices, but you're just playing against yourself and you'll, and you'll just, you won't win. You'll never win. Now, despite what, do you mean by sub, what do you mean by subconscious? Reprogram? So say going back to the 20, like the 20 pounds that you want to lose example. Okay. So say, okay, I've joined the gym. I've hired the trainer. Oh. I've time in my schedule. I've done all of the conscious steps that I could do. And yet I still, I still find myself like maybe I get sick every time I'm supposed to go to the gym or maybe I like trip and fall in and sprain my ankle or maybe like I just keep missing it, sleeping through my alarm, whatever those, those things are. It's just like, you just can't seem to get there. That's because your subconscious programming is that. I uh, will never achieve the the goals that I reach for. And maybe that subconscious programming happens because you were seven years old and you were at the playground and you wanted to jump from from one box to the next and you missed it. Just as like a, a nice, easy example. And then you decided in that moment, I never achieve the goals that I want to. And that becomes, strangely enough, that becomes embedded in your subconscious mind and that becomes the command in the program. So that is the thing that then runs your entire life. And who would remember that, right? Yeah. Like as a as an adult, you're like, that's that's nothing. Why would that be the thing? Because when you were that age, it was that impactful. And it was that emotional and you really decided that that's, that's what that event meant that you were. And that's mostly the things that are running our lives are the things that we decided when we were children. That was like a very like docile example. I mean, and then there's also, you know, trauma that happens in our life more, more heavy traumas, I guess. And they all can also create big meaning, but it doesn't always have to be something that is more uncomfortable or, or more violent that is or becomes the thing that ends up running your life, that creates the command that then ends up running your life. And so that's why it's important 
it's imperative that you do subconscious work so that you can go back to whatever those incidents are. And I, I, I guarantee you half the time you'll be surprised <laughs> by what they are. What? That was the thing? Oh my God, my whole life I've been doing this because of that. But the good news is, is then, you know, moving forward, you can start creating something different. And how do you find what past incidences are well, creating this? To begin with, I highly recommend working with somebody else. And that's just, you can do programming on your own. And that has a lot to do with your emotions. But I think in the beginning, without having trained the muscle, you'll just keep tricking yourself into thinking that you've done it or until you can time. actually experience what it is. Yeah. And then like have that awareness. Oh, okay. This is what it feels like. This is what it looks like when I, when I access a, a subconscious command. And then I, I rewire it and create the command that I, that I want. And until you've been in practice of that and really have that strong awareness and strong relationship to what that feels like, then you can start doing it on your own. You can do it on your own. And the best way to do that is through your emotions. So emotions become a part of the, the signature of subconscious programs. And you can start to clear those programs without ever remembering what they are through your emotions. So Say you are talking to your mom <laughs> and you don't want to talk to your mom because every time you talk to your mom, you get into a fight about something because you're you're always triggered or she's always triggered or triggering each other. Okay, great. That's great. If you can have that awareness that I was just talking about, then you can be, okay, all right, I'm whenever I talk to my mom. We get into a fight. And it's usually, well, because she does this. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not because she she does something. It's that there, there's, there's something at play there that is in accordance, in resonance with whatever the, the, that triggered, that trauma is within you. And that's just the resonant, just like, you know, like piano keys. She's just playing the piano key that's inside of you and they're resonating. And you're thinking it's her, but it's actually the, the something that is within you. And she's just able to bring it up within you because that's the gift. That's the gift is she's shining the light on. There's this thing inside of you that you need to clear. And so you do that. So you sit there. Okay, my mom is really annoying me because she is really annoying. So number one, start changing, <laughs> changing your relationship to that. Okay, instead of my mom is really annoying. Huh, what is it? What is it that we were talking about? And why am I so angry about it? Or why do I need to be right about it? Or why is she wrong about it? Or, you know, start to explore and ask some questions around that. And then like start to get clear on what's the emotion. The emotion is frustration. Okay. So frustration. So you can just go, okay, I'm going to feel the frustration because what we do, what we're trained to do is 
as people, as humans in this modern society is to have a feeling and then to squash it down. We don't actually have the feeling and allow ourselves to express it. We squash it down. Like, oh, I don't want to feel that frustration. Oh, that means I'm a bad person or that feels uncomfortable or whatever that is. So just let yourself feel the feeling. And when you let yourself feel the feeling, you're probably going to have to do that for a couple of minutes because you've squashed it down like 10,000 times by this time. So you have like 10,000 times worth of frustration that needs to come out. It's not going to take days or or even hours, but it is going to take, you know, a good couple of minutes of just letting yourself feel the discomfort of frustration. And then once you do that, it starts to dissipate and dissipate. And then the next time you're met with that, with that piano key that your mom is playing, you're not going to have the same resonance. So you're not going to have the same reaction because you, that is a different way of healing that programming, that trauma that incident. I love that. That's amazing. Now, I understand you've written a newer book that just came out not too long ago. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. It is called A Bigger Mission and it's on sale at Amazon. And we are all so happy and proud of ourselves um, because it's myself and 11 other authors. So 12 authors in total that contributed to this amazing book, A Bigger Mission. Everybody's telling a traumatic incident that they experienced in their life. And there's a, a different one that, you know, there's a story for that everybody can resonate with. So what they experienced and then how they overcame it. And we also have a workbook coming out that has the the tools. So an example, like I just gave, for things that you can do on your own to work through your own trauma since we've all been able to do that for ourselves. You know, it took me 20 years, but it doesn't have to take you 20 years. <laughs> Hopefully it can take you a couple of months or a couple of years, but it's okay if it takes time. It's okay well, if it yeah, takes time. Yeah, and creating that awareness too, that takes yeah. time. And, yeah. And that's the most important part, really. And so I understand you have a free call that you offer listeners. Can you talk about that a little bit? (laughs) Yeah. You know, the most valuable thing I have to give is my time. And so if I can, if I can be of service to you and support you, I have a 15 minute call that I offer to people. So if you're looking for support or help or guidance, then you can book a call with me and maybe I'm the person that can help you. And maybe I'm not, maybe I can refer you to somebody that can help you. Cause I also have an extensive network of amazing professionals that I have worked with personally or that I recommend that I'll make sure that I get you to somebody that I feel could support you because it really, it's all just about uplifting each other at the end of the day and having everybody live into their bigger mission and live their best life so that we can have a better world. I love that. And so wherever you're listening or watching this, I will be adding Lainey's contact information. So if you have any questions, please reach out and ask her questions. So we're going to be wrapping this up. So Lainey, what are your final words of wisdom to the audience today? Just know that you can do it. You can do it even when it's hard, especially when it's hard. Remember that you can get back up again. I love that saying, knock down seven times, got up eight. 
You can do it. It's within you. And we need you. We need you to keep getting up and we need you to share your story because you matter and you're important. Wow. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for listening. And I'm leaving you a gentle reminder today to slow down and enjoy life. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace and I'll see you in the next episode.